We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. First pick in the 1991 NBA draft, the Charlotte Hornets select Larry Johnson from University I'm not supposed to be here, man. A lot of people from where I'm from, so don't, don't make it. Charlotte, we're back. Welcome in to another BuzzBeat. This is Richie. Thanks again for joining us today. I know the season is over and it finished in a disappointing fashion. If you have not listened to the previous episode, Spencer and Brian went live after the game in Atlanta and the play-in game, and we had a handful of Hornets listeners and fans chiming off on the season, and it felt like it kind of went all over the place, but they did recap the game a little bit, but also talked a lot about big picture stuff. Also, too, if you're listening right now and haven't given us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, do that as well. So yesterday, uh, most of the Hornets, if not all the Hornets, participated in some exit interviews with the media. On this podcast, you'll get to hear from James Borrego, LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier, and Gordon Hayward. I captured their interviews with the media. I was unable to ask a question. Uh, This is actually my first media availability that I've had all season. The previous one that I had was over the summer before the season even started. I've been very busy this year, and getting in on these media availabilities have been tough. I think uh, if things are sorted out this summer and I'm able to do some things with my schedule, maybe I'll be able to do this a little bit more frequently because I know a lot of you guys like me in there asking some of the questions that not a lot of people do ask, and I appreciate the support that I received on Twitter about maybe hinting about coming back. And uh, with me being a full-time teacher, it's just hard to do. It it really is. And also you have a three-year-old at home where my wife watches him during the games, which is awesome. But it's actually hard to kind of juggle all those things. So if I was doing something full-time in sports media, it would be a different question. But because I'm juggling a lot of things at home, uh, it's hard for me to be a part of these. But because I was on spring break this week, I was available to... Uh, participate in this. Uh, Like I mentioned, I did not ask a question, uh, but that doesn't necessarily matter. You're not actually going to hear any of the questions from the media. I have chopped up the clips of the responses from the players and from Borrego 
and I'll add my two cents at the end of them all. So you won't hear the question, and that's mainly because the audio was hard to pick up and the quality was poor. So you could probably figure out what the question is based on the response from the player. So I appreciate you guys joining us today. We're going to go ahead and start this episode up. We're going to start with James Borrego and some of the responses he had from this season. Yeah, I think that's a challenge, you know, when you end on a, a note like that. Um, I don't want it to take away from what we accomplished this year and, and the pride, as I just shared with our guys. I'm very proud of the, what this group accomplished this year. And obviously it wasn't reflected last night in that game. Um, but really proud of their effort. Um, the growth this season showed tremendous growth this season um, to get to 43 wins this year. Uh, playing some of our best basketball last night. I'll have to go back and watch the film, digest it a little bit more. You know, this morning was more about uh, reflecting on our guys, the the full season and, and moving forward. And obviously I'll, I'll dig into last night's game, you know, another time, but um, you know, I'm really proud of the growth overall from this season. So we'll move forward. We'll get better and uh, we'll use it as fuel to get better as well. Yeah, to your point, uh, best offensive rating in franchise history. Uh, that was our strength this year. We got better throughout the season. Uh, jumped 15 spots, which was the best in, in the NBA this season offensively. Uh, the growth has to be there defensively. You know, we finished, I think, 22nd. Last 50 games, we were 12th, 13th. So we've got to continue that, that growth that we saw the last 50 games of the season, which we showed we were capable of. Um, the growth defense is going to come, you know, internally, um, our group taking a step forward internally, becoming more curious about uh, how to guard, how to be better defensively, watching the best do it, watch the best teams do it, learning from them, watching these series. Um, and then obviously part of that is, you know, looking at the scheme and then also personnel. You, you address it in all three of those areas. The easiest way to turn your defense is personnel. Um, but you know, right now for us, it's about internal development, internal growth. Um, I want our guys to be more curious about that end of the floor and valuing that end of the floor, which we did show growth in. I mean, for the bulk of the season, we were the ranked the 12, 13 best defense in the NBA. So let's not shy away the, the first 32 games. You know, we were ranked probably 28, 29, 30 there. So we got to get back to that mindset to start the season next year of defending at a high level. Sure. Well, Rod, I'm responsible for all areas of this team, you know, offense, defense, internal growth, internal development. Uh, what I can say is we've made tremendous strides in all those areas. Um, I'll look back and I'll reflect on how to improve in all those areas. Offensively, can we get better? Can we jump another five spots offensively? Absolutely. That's my goal. Um, internal development, you know, the, the growth individually by players, um, that's an area of growth for us as well. You know, we got a 20-year-old that was an all-star this year, Miles Bridges, who was drafted, what, 12, 13? You know, he was a candidate for the all-star team. PJ's had tremendous growth. We have two second-round picks as, you know, in our top eight right now in Cody Martin and Jalen McDaniels. So, you know, we're responsible for that as well, internal growth and, and player development. Defensively, same thing. We got to look at our defense, how to improve and get better. As I just mentioned, I mean, the, the ways you get better is you become more curious. You study the game at a higher level. Uh, we'll look at schemes that make sense for our group. I think we stabilize the defensive schemes throughout the year. 
and uh, we'll look at what makes sense for us moving forward. And then we'll look at, you know, personnel. Uh, obviously, there's going to be a number of things that we have to look at. There's guys under contract, not under contract. There's a draft. There's free agency. There's trades. Obviously, there's going to be time to reflect on all of that to improve our defense. And those are conversations Mitch and I will have, you know, over the next couple of months, how to improve uh, our defense. But it's a focal point of ours. Um, but it's not just the defense. we got to improve in all areas, uh, offense, player development, uh, internal growth. And we're going to address all those areas. You don't win 10 plus games each year without growing and, and, and facing certain areas. That just doesn't happen overnight. You know, we're one of three franchises over the last two years to go plus 10 plus 10. The other two teams are the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors. The only other team other than those two that's went plus 10 plus 10 are the Charlotte Hornets. There's been tremendous growth here. There's been tremendous progress for us to be even in that category with Phoenix and Golden State is just tremendous for our organization. We're on stable ground. Now it's just about taking that next step. Don't get caught up in all the other, you know, the noise. Just stay the course, get better. Um, and I'll do that. I'll, I'll reflect on myself, on the team, and how to get better. We'll address those areas and come back a better team. Well, that's a great Mitch, Mitch question. You know, obviously Mitch and I are partnered together in this, and we're going to sit down and look at the roster, you know, and – I think, you know, next week will be a good time for me to just, he and I to sit down and just reflect together, you know, digest the season together. It's been a long year. I feel like there's been three years in one, you know, one year. And we just got to look at the roster as a whole and see where we can get better and how we, we're going to improve. Obviously, there's question marks that we got to answer along the way. I just don't have those answers right now. But I think for us, we'll dig into those questions. We'll answer those questions and make the, uh, the appropriate adjustments but uh, I'm fully confident in Mitch and what we've done the drafting the free agency and we got to take another step this summer well I think you miss his poise his veteran experience um, you know even in a game like last night he's a very stabilizing force in that environment on the road in a playoff game you know uh, Gordon's one of those stabilizers for a unit he's been there before he's probably our most established player He's been in those moments before. He's had he's had the weight, the pressure. He knows what that feels like. Um, our young group is just finding that out for the first time. This is all new territory for them. Um, you know, Gordon's a very high IQ basketball player. He fits. He just understands the game at a very high level. And we're looking for more of these guys. We're trying to develop these type of players. Gordon already has that. Um, he's a very poised individual. So, um, you know, look forward to getting him back healthy. Unfortunately, missed 33 games. Um, but I'm extremely proud of the growth this team showed in spite of that. You know, this is not Gordon's fault. He didn't try to get injured. Um, and he's tried to get back as soon as he could. You know, he pushed the limits there trying to get back. But for us to be at 30, 43 wins without Gordon for 33 speaks to the character of that locker room right now. Well, I, you know, I think, you know, we've talked about this. We're, we've stabilized. There's a clear identity offensively. You know, I think we're one of the best offenses in the NBA, led the league in assists this year. There's a clear identity. We shoot the ball at a high level. We move the ball at a high level. There's a clear identity there offensively. Um, you know, the, the areas of growth for us that we'll look at, you know, internally, we'll, you know, how to improve defensively there. And that comes in the, you know, in personnel. Um, but Mitch has done a good job of addressing our needs every summer, you know, and I'll rely on him and we'll, we'll talk through it to see where we're at. There's just so many questions, Steve, that we got to dig through right now to say we got to plug, you know, X, Y, or Z hole right now. 
Um, I think we just got to take a step back, reflect on the season as a whole, um, and then, you know, digest it a little bit more as we move forward. But uh, fully confident in Mitch that he's going to make those right reads, the, 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 right, the right calls. And, you know, obviously, as I said, the defensive area is going to be where we do that. And you really could do that position one through five, Steve. You really can't. I mean, it's not doesn't mean you just go at one position. You say you're going to stabilize your defense there. I mean, we really just got to get better one through five in that area. So, um, you know, I'm confident in the group, the roster we have, and uh, I know we're going to make those adjustments with Mitch um, leading that. Well, I can't speak for next year. You know, they have a big summer ahead of them. And, um, you know, they spent some time in Greensboro. They got better. And uh, obviously this is a huge summer for them, you know, to try to, take that next step. And they didn't get a lot of run out there, you know, but I like this young core, you know, book Kai JT, they showed a lot of promise in the minutes they were, they were given both in Greensboro and here. So I think they fit our identity, the length, the size, the athleticism, big summer for them. Um, what that, what that looks like for next year, as far as being a part of the rotation, I don't, you know, we don't know that yet, but all three are capable of entering that rotation for sure. What's well, a tough ending last night, but, you know, if you told us that we were going to hit 43 wins, I think we'd all say we'd be probably in the top six or seven, you know, to start this. I think, you know, Mike can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, the last time a 10 seed had 43 wins was 20 years ago. You know, so the East just got better, you know, and so is there disappointment that we didn't go further? Yes. But was there as I step back and I reflect on the big picture, that's. That, there was tremendous growth there, and that's where I'm going to stay focused. Um, you know, the disappointment is the way it ended last night. You know, just we could have been better in that area, in that game. We were playing better basketball than what we showed last night. That's, to me, the disappointment. But as I step back and I look at the season as a whole, 43 wins most most years gets you six, seven, or eight, which is where we wanted to be, you know. And so the goal is now how do we get better? How do we take that next step? We were two wins away from being a top six seed. So that's really what I'll, I'll reflect on, but I'm proud of the group. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and, um, you know, feel sorry for ourselves based on what happened last night. There was a lot of good stuff. So uh, I'm going to live in that world. We'll push forward. We'll get better. And um, uh, I find myself more proud of these guys than anything. Sure. Well, playoff series, obviously it just has more games. There's more depth to it. You know, you got a taste of it. We got a taste of it last night. And, uh, you know, we, we got to take that next step. Um, but for our guys to experience is, is valuable, you know, to experience a game like that, that intensity, we have to amp that up. That team we played last night, you know, I think they're 20 and three in their last, you know, 23 home games. They got to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. They know what that feels like. They've done that before together. That was really the first time we've been together, um, you know, as a unit in that type of environment. So, yes, it is valuable. Um, so for us, it's it's going to be added fuel again to the summer to get better. And next time we're in that environment again, um, you know, I expect us to react better than we did last night. So great, you know, obviously disappointing, but a great lesson for us moving forward. Well, we love Miles. We trust him. You know, he and I, he'll always carry a, a special place for me just because we came in together and just watching his growth development. Nobody in this room, including me, saw this coming where Miles is has pushed this too. So 
Um, I don't want to put a ceiling on him. I don't know where this is going to go with him. Um, I just know every time I've challenged Miles, he's gotten better in those areas. And I expect the same thing this summer. Uh, this is a kid that works, doesn't take a, a summer off, a day off, wants to get better. He's very curious about the game and taking that next step. So, um, you know, for him, it's going to be on both sides of the ball. But um, he's such a unique talent. You know, he can play on the ball, off the ball. He's at the rim. His three-point shooting, I expect to, to be worked on all summer. He's going to work on that piece of his game, and I know he will. His finishing's elite. Um, he stepped forward as a leader. All those things, all those areas I just talked about, he's just going to take that next step forward. He doesn't have to go and become a whole different player, just get better in these certain areas. But he's shown great growth as far as a playmaker. He's one of those guys, um, as you studied us this year, we put the ball in his hands to make plays for others. He's the, he's the guy in pick and roll. He's the guy as the screener. He plays in transition. He can finish at a high level. Obviously, he's shooting the three ball, and I expect that three ball to even tick up again next year. So uh, really proud of his growth to see where he's come from to where he's at today. Um, you know, I couldn't be more proud of the kid, you know, just on what he's done off the floor and on the floor. So um, big summer for him. He understands that. I know that. But, you know, as I said earlier, as I've identified goals for him every summer, he's come back a better player. I expect the same thing this summer. Well, I think good franchises in general, you know, they're, they're consistent and they have cores that can stay together and they, they stay committed. That's how you grow from year to year. And Miles obviously is one of those core pieces. So, you know, I anticipate him being a part of that core moving forward. Um, he's what we're about. He's, he's what I want to be about. Um, he's about the right thing. So, I anticipate him being back with us. He's a major part of our core. We love him. And, um, you know, we're going to build around him with, with other guys as well. But um, he's a major part of this franchise. Well, he's going to put the work in, you know, on the court, off the floor, uh, in the weight room. Um, you know, he's going he's gonna to have time on the floor with these young guys to get better. And next year, it's just going to be about opportunity. Be ready for your opportunity. And um, it starts this summer, you know, and he's been working behind the scenes. You know, he hasn't got a lot of time recently, but, um, you know, right now it's his challenge to, to get better in the weight room, on the floor, off the floor, and be ready to go next year. So he's a great talent. And, uh, you know, I expect him to have a big summer. Thank you. All right. That was James Brago, head coach of the Hornets. I just wanted to give my takeaways from his segment with the media. I think the one thing that, you take away is the fact that he was very proud of this team in terms of the season as a whole. I think when you look at the most recent game and the way that they finished the season, I think a lot of fans are going to view it as a disappointment. I still think that the Hornets goal could have been to make it into the playoffs when the season started. But like Brian and Spencer mentioned the previous episode, most people predicted the Hornets to finish anywhere from 8th to 11th. And because they finished in the 10th spot in the play-in, that's about where Vegas and most people who predicted it. Uh, but again, Borrego preached that this team had two consecutive seasons of plus 10 win jumps in the win-loss column. Yes, last year they played 10 less games, and so that maybe accounted for the, the plus 10 this year. Regardless, it's a great feat to have. I think the biggest issue and a lot of questions that were thrown his way revolved around the defense. And it's a talking point that we've had on the podcast all season long. 
there's various ways in which you can approach this. First off, personnel. He even mentions the quickest way to improve a defense is through personnel. But he also said that he himself is going to have to look at the scheme. So he's realizing on himself, he's got to take some accountability for that end of the court. And you do wonder how much of the scheme is something that just is thrown out there to to compensate for the lack of defenders. And he wants to surprise offenses as much as possible by throwing out the zone, by throwing out uh, the, the switches and stuff like that. But he also says that a lot of the improvements defensively just naturally will have to come internally. And that's true. But at some point, you do wonder if a player who is four or five years into the league and they haven't picked up on the defensive end of the court, how do you as a coach overcome that? There's one of two ways. You've, you've got to coach them up on the defensive side of the court and hope that the effort gets better because I do think defense is part of the want-to factor. But also, like he mentioned, I think personnel in defending the point of attack, the personnel in defending the back end as a legitimate rim protector center who also on the offensive end pairs well with LaMelo. He did not go into detail about what kind of personnel changes that he and Cupcheck are going to focus on, but he mentioned that defense can be something that can be approached at any position, one through five, and it seems like that's going to be the sticking point moving forward is the defense, and as fans, we know that that's the biggest hang-up with this team until they improve that. You can try to outscore opponents, but eventually when the game slows down and you have to make a stop, in a big game situation, in a plan, and you can't, it's all over. And the Hornets, I thought, came out with a decent game plan with Trey Young in terms of trapping him and getting the ball out of his hands in the game and the play-in. But as we saw in the back end, some of the rotations just didn't even happen. And the roll man was just wide open driving to the lane. I think the Gallinari dunk was probably the best example of that. So... Pretty positive from James Borrego in terms of just kind of taking a step back and digesting the season as a whole. And I think we all need perspective in that sense. But also, too, he knows and realizes where the downfalls are on this roster and on this team. And even he himself takes a little bit of accountability when it comes to the to the scheme on defense. And I think that also needs to be looked at hard as well. So let's go ahead and get into LaMelo. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, overall season, I think it was, you know, smooth until the, the last game. I'm really not going to count that for real. But, uh, you know, 10-plus wins in the other season. So I feel like as long as we just keep progressing, we'll, we'll be straight. Yeah, like I always say, I don't, I don't really put a cap on nothing. So this whole offseason, you know, try to improve on everything for real. You know, if that's just watching film with the defending, you know, going in shooting, working on ball handling, just working on everything for real. You know what I'm saying? Uh, honestly, I, I really didn't even feel like we should be in that position. Like, I don't even feel like we should be in playing games. So that obviously goes with, you know, wins and losses. So I feel like all that work should be done during during the season, you know. Some of them games, I feel like we should have just won and shouldn't have even been in that predicament. C- closing games, I feel like, you know, just knowing what to do at the end, knowing every possession, just yeah, pretty much just knowing. Uh, I ain't really digest that yet, for real. Like I said, I'm gonna just keep working. I ain't, I don't really look back on stuff yet, so I'm I still got a lot to do. Uh, you know, that's it's life. I I, I can't answer that for, for for a grown man. I don't I don't know what he gonna do for real. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like this team was real tight. Like I said before, I feel like it was a brotherhood. I mean, we we chill off the court, you know, on the court, everything. So I, I feel like we was real tight and brothers. Yeah, it's, it's big to stay together, you know, especially like games last night. And definitely if you're going to be in the playoffs and make a playoff run, you already know the atmosphere is probably just crazy. So you you got to stick together. Uh, you know, just like I said, staying in the gym, watching basketball, being curious, just wanting to be better, honestly. Curious, like I said, just just wanting to be better, wanting, wanting how to be better. Like, what can I do? What should I do? Wanting to do this, wanting to get an extra work. Just putting in all the work, you know. Uh, we miss most, but what do we miss most? I mean, Gordon, great player, is a knockdown shooter. So, I mean, shooting. He's 6'8", so length, size. I mean, he's missing a lot of stuff. So, it's self-explanatory, I feel like, with him. Uh, let me see what it is. You know, probably have my people come down here. I mean, I live right by the gym, so that's that's perfect. Just come down. Stay in the gym. Probably go see my parents, whatnot, something like that. I got to put it together, see what I'm going to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, now I touch a ball every day, usually on the court every day. If it's not really working out, I'm just, you know, playing around on the court, shooting with my friends and stuff. Uh, I mean, I feel like it's good fuel. I really don't want to just go to the playoffs, you know, just be happy, lose 4 Like I don't, I don't feel like that's cool. I want to really go to the playoffs and make noise, you know, make something happen, try to win a championship or something, so – like, maybe it's just, you know, I leave everything up to God. You got a plan. You just got to follow it. It's all the process. You're right, yeah. I mean, it's amazing. You love to see it and just have everybody happy. You know, the city turning everything, everybody coming out, just want to watch basketball. I feel like it's a great feeling and experience. Just great to be a part of, for real. It's supposed to. I ain't supposed to wear two.
ever again in my life. If I see a two, though, I don't, man, I don't know what I'm going to do for real. I ain't going to lie to you. Yeah, I just, I ain't never been to. It's just weird out there for real. Yeah, so it just don't feel like you're playing for real. It's like, I don't know who this is. I don't know who number two is. I know my brother, that's it. I don't know no other number twos. Uh, to be honest, I, I don't even know because I, I know something with the contracts and stuff. Like, it's a little different, right? They're not allowed to be around or something. Is it something like that? No, I'm talking no. about like the core players here at Charlotte. Like, no, know, that's what I'm saying. Ain't they like some, some players is on contract year or something like that? Yeah, so I, I don't even. Huh? Oh, for real? Oh, then shit. <laughs> yeah, guess so. Guess we here. Guess we all be here. I don't know. All right. Good. Thank you. Yeah, have a good one. All right, that was LaMelo Ball. I don't have much to take away uh, from his responses, but I do really, really like that he's looking towards the future and has that type of perspective and not dwelling so much on the past. I know that when he was asked a question about the game against the Hawks and maybe having some kind of regret in that, he had a very mature response and basically said that, He didn't think that the Hornets should have been in that predicament because if you take a step back and look at the season as a whole, if they could have just avoided at least playing in that first 9-10 matchup and not really giving yourself any room, they shouldn't have been in that predicament to begin with if they had closed out some games earlier in the season. So I thought that was a good way to think about it. And when you do put yourself in that position where it's a win or go home, Anything can happen, and if you lay an egg like you have with the Hornets two seasons in a row, uh, you don't have any wiggle room whatsoever. So I think that right there, realizing that every game in the season means something and you know, losing a game that you're not supposed to lose to a team that is inferior to you, that can catch up to you at the end of the season. And yes, that happens with any team in the NBA, But if you try to limit those as much as possible, and hopefully LaMelo realizes that with that response, um, I think it's a good sign moving forward. I thought it was also interesting, too, towards the end, where he's talking about changing his number to number one. And I think from the, the vibe that I got that he has requested that, again, uh, in the NBA, offices or whatever, but he doesn't know for certain if that's going to take place, but he just says he doesn't feel right wearing the number two. So, all right, we'll go from LaMelo to Terry Rozier. Just a lot of good memories, uh, fun season, great locker room, great guys, uh, great staff, you know, just reflecting on all the good offices and, and like we wanted these last two years kind of in the same way. Uh, but coach said something that was encouraging said that basically 43 wins, 45 wins. I think the last time somebody had 45 wins was in a 10th seed. It was 20 years ago or something like that. I could be wrong, but that's what he said. So it's like we should have been a lower seed, but fortunately the East just got better. So what we got to do now is just, you know, continue to get better. This is the time where people grow. But for a full hour reflect over the season, just all you think of the good shit, good memories. Um, we're about the bad and nothing in the bad that come with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm older, bro. It's not like one of them like college things or high school. You you've got to fuel the whole summer just because of the last game you play. I'm gonna have I got a few just regardless because I feel like that's the time to get better. That's my time 
where I can, you know, reflect. I take time for myself. So I don't really just worry about one game and, and got to have a message for myself. Like, ah, oh, next year is going to be the year. I'm like I said, I'm self-motivated regardless. So that's the, I'm, I like the summers, you know, it's just, it's, it's always just tough at the beginning because I'm a competitor and I want to play, you know, I don't, I barely watch basketball because I don't want to see that if I'm not playing, but you know, over time, you know, things, things get better. I wanted to be in the playoffs and, you know, just, just to have guys like, like Miles Bridges and, and, and uh, Melo, just to have them in the series for the first time. I, I really wanted that for, for, you know, for my younger brothers and a lot of them guys in that locker room for them to experience that for the first time, just so they can have that hunger and just to know how that foot in the door over the whole summer. And, you know, we, we, we will experience whether, you know, if, if it's us together, whatever it is, we will, they will experience it. But, you know, I just wanted that for them more than anything. Uh. Yeah, I don't mean I don't have all the answers with that. I feel like, you know, it's from the top to the bottom. Uh and, you know, I think we just gonna continue to grow. Uh I let I let the coaches, I let the 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 organization do what they gotta do. Uh, you know, and I just make sure I try to do what I what I gotta do to get better and come back a better leader. So uh I know things I know we'll we'll grow as a group. Things will get better. It's just kind of a lot of ups and downs this season, but everybody go through ups and downs. So not not really dwelling on the past. Uh I think it's huge. I think it's huge. But you know, that's what the NBA does. You 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 build relationships off the court. So and that's what I feel like a lot of us got. And I think we're gonna be together this summer a lot. So, you know, whether it's Miami, LA, wherever. We we gonna figure it out and, and not just so much of just hooping, just you know, just we boys, you know, just being together. I think that's gonna happen for sure. You know, like I said, we can only control we control uh people, you know, decisions have to be made. because, uh, you know, one of them guys is restricted, it was a restricted free agent. So, you know, but like I said, whether it's basketball or it's not, we gonna us them my guys, we we gonna be together regardless of my real brother. So uh you know, we're going to be together and we're just going to, we're going to figure it out. But like I said, that's not our really, it's not our call to make. It's just once that time come October, we'll be ready to, you know, suit up again. If it's together, if it's not, you know, it's just what it is. We don't control that though. All right. That was Terry Rozier. Not too much to take away from with him, kind of like LaMelo. Uh, there are a couple of things that I do want to note, but also if you guys have any thoughts about any of these conversations and responses from the players that I'm just not picking up on. Feel free to respond to me on Twitter or at BuzzBeatPod on Twitter. One thing that I sensed, and maybe I'm reading too much into this, that I don't know if skeptical is the right word, but Rozier felt a little bit more skeptical or uncertain about maybe the core of this team moving forward. And in some of his responses, he was talking about how regardless of whether or not they're going to be wearing the same uniform next year, that he's always going to be close, be together with this team, regardless if it's together on the court or just together in general. And having that bond uh, with this team is something that he notes a lot. But as he talks about the future, it feels a little less certain. And maybe I'm just reading too much into that. And maybe that's just a feeling that I have as he responds to some of these questions about, you know, some free agency 
with Miles Bridges and and other players like that. One other thing that I think we've talked about too on the podcast, and I even mentioned it earlier on this one, is that he wanted obviously to make the playoffs for a variety of reasons, but one of the biggest reasons was for LaMelo and Bridges to have that experience heading into next season, having that hunger to know that they've been there before in a seven-game series in a playoffs and wanting to get back to that point. And so this team has not gotten to that point yet with this new coaching staff, with these young players. They've experienced the play-in and the disappointment that comes with that, but they have not experienced being in a seven-game series. And I say seven-game, but it, it could very well be four or five. But what I'm, what I'm getting at, they've not experienced actual playoffs. And once when they get their foot in the door that way, I think that is going to be invaluable to some of these players knowing that they've been there before, but also like Rozier was hinting at, to have that desire and motivation to keep coming back to that place. But again, this team is young. You've got to put that in perspective. They have improved record-wise, winning percentage-wise the past couple of years. They're making the right steps. I think it's just a frustrating way to go out. And we will end on Gordon Hayward. And to me, this was probably one of the more interesting conversations. And there's obviously a lot of rumors surrounding Gordon Hayward and his contract. And I know that there was a article by Jake Fisher about him potentially wanting to go elsewhere. So he'll talk about that, but more specifically, he'll talk a lot about his his injury. I mean, it's very unfortunate, man. It's frustrating. It's you know, put in a lot of work and effort last summer and throughout the year to have a great season. And, you know, I felt like for the most part, that was the case. I had just unfortunate things. I mean, can't predict getting COVID twice. Um, and then you can't predict somebody rolling onto your, their full body weight, rolling onto my foot like that. I mean, it's, it's not stuff that I can control. And so it's just, is. It's very unfortunate. Um, it's frustrating. It, it sucks to have to watch the game and not be able to be out there and contribute. I think that's, you know, you, you, you play basketball and put in all that work so you can be in, in the, in those moments. Um, so it, it is what it is. I mean, I'm going to keep working and, you know, I'll be, I'll be completely fine from after this, but you know, it definitely is. It's, it's hard, you know, it's a little, it's a little bit complicated to explain, but, um, you know, more than anything, after talking to the doctors and getting different images, there's, it, it's kind of like a bone chip, um, in there that's kind of fractured and it's kind of prevented me from, from healing completely. And, um, I think that after talking with the doctors and having, you know, obviously multiple discussions and trying to figure out what it is to do. They felt like the best way to get this thing to heal would be to cast it and basically get, get off of it, put no, no body weight on it. So, um, you know, and that will, you know, make it heal. Um, so it's, it's, um, I mean, it's definitely more than a sore foot, like you mentioned, but it's, it's also, I don't think it's as big of a deal as you would, you would think when you see a cast, you know what I mean? But it's, it's something that will, the doctors believe will help this heal. No, no, it's, it happened with the ankle sprain. Um, I mean, it was, it was a bad ankle sprain. My ankle feels fine now. My ankle has been fine for, for multiple weeks, but this thing kind of happened 
um, because of that, um, you know, and when you have an ankle, a grade three ankle sprain like that, you know, things, it puts your foot in a position that it shouldn't be. And so other things happen as well. And, you know, it's, uh, I think it's something that I didn't realize it would be kind of season ending at the time. And I think we worked in here and I, I really appreciate the staff here more than anything and, and the coaching staff and the medical staff, because we worked every day to try to get it back. And, you know, we were ramping it up and tried to play in one game and, you know, just, this, this is, this was the best way for me to get it to heal. So it's unfortunate, but yeah, I didn't do any surgery. Um, it's like I said, something to get full weight off of it. It was being aggravated every time I walked. And so putting the cast on riding around in this scooter, which my kids are now jealous of, um, it will allow me to get weight off of that foot and allow the bone to heal. No, I don't know if I came back too early. I mean, I think I'm, I was just, I was trying to give us everything I had and, you know, we targeted that date and felt, I felt confident enough to go out there and try to play. And, you know, after the 16 minutes or whatever it was, my foot was, I mean, I was, I was limping and my foot was obviously hurting. And, um, it was just one of those things where after talking to the doctors, this was like the best course of action kind of to get it to heal. So it's unfortunate, but that's kind of how it was. I don't think, I don't think it was anything like returning too early. I was just trying to go out there and give what I got. Right. Right. Um, well, firstly, I, I haven't heard anything cause I don't, I don't read or listen to any of that stuff. So if people say it, they can say whatever they want. Um, you know, I, I, I work as hard as I can every year to try to prepare myself for the season and things like this, this are kind of out of your control and there's nothing that it's not something I should worry about because, um, at the end of the day, it's like these things happen to, to players and people get injured. And I think it's how you respond from it. And for me, I'm going to respond by having another great summer and being ready for next year. Yeah. I mean, I, I think just the two years that I've been here, we've, we've, we're trending in the right direction. Um, you know, you've seen these guys grow. I think we've grown as a team, you know, JB mentioned in there three years ago, they had 20 some wins. Then last year it's 30 three wins this year, 43 wins. Like, you know, you, you, we're building something here. And um, I think it's as long as everyone keeps working, because, you know, there's obviously not there yet. We, we've, we saw that last night and last year, and we still have a lot of work to do, but if you, if you build this correctly and keep working, um, you know, next year we can be even better. I saw that in Utah, a similar, similar path where we had, I think it was like 20, 25 wins and then 30, then 40. Then my last year there, we had 53 wins or whatever it was. So, you know, we're, we're building this thing. Absolutely. I mean, I think those are things that you, you can't teach experiences like we got last night. Um, as a young team, which we are, you need some of those. And as long as you can improve from them and and be better from it the next year. And I think keeping a core group together is is something that's, helpful because you you start to know how each other are going to play out there on the court you can cover for each other you're able to um you, you know what what each other's good at you know what maybe they're not as good at and you know ultimately you grow more together as a team so um it's it's fun when you do that too you kind of start start at a low point and over the years you, you get better and better and it's it's fun to, to realize that thank you guys all right so that concludes 
the clips that I'm going to provide you guys. I know that there was more players that were available, but I'm going to go ahead and end it there with Gordon Hayward. I thought that was very interesting to kind of learn about his injury with the ankle sprain, but that eventually led to some foot discomfort and some complications in the foot. He says that the ankle itself is fine, even though it was a grade three ankle sprain to begin with, and we saw how many games he missed because of that. And then he tried to ramp up the the process to get back, and we mentioned this before on a couple of other previous podcasts that it probably didn't make sense for Gordon Hayward to come back, you know, the last game of the season, the last two games of the seasons. Like, there needed to be a target date in which he played 18 minutes here, 20 minutes there, and slowly got himself back up to the upper 20s or wherever the coaching staff and the training staff wanted him to be at as the play-in slash playoffs came around. And so I guess when he played that game in Philadelphia, he just really couldn't put a whole lot of pressure on the foot without any kind of discomfort. And the more that they looked into it, they realized that there was some kind of chip in his foot that was not fully healed. And by playing on it more, uh, it was only exasperating the problem, I assume. So the coaching staff and the doctors especially looked at it and basically said that if you want this thing to heal completely, we've got to put it in a cast, take off any kind of weight on it. But thought that was interesting. And uh, he didn't say that he thought that the, he was rushed back. I know we speculated about that. I mean, maybe he was rushed back, but I I don't think he would have known that until he actually played on the court in a live action situation. And then one other thing, too, I think a question was asked about like potential rumors and his future. And he basically said he didn't read that type of stuff, which I think any athlete that says that maybe Gordon Hayward is is being honest in that. But I can't imagine that that stuff hasn't gone by him in some form or fashion that he's heard that now whether or not he's the one that wants to change his scenery I didn't I it's hard to tell from him because he's so even keeled and he's professional about it and like I've mentioned before I've been the biggest supporter of that guy uh, on this podcast and I, I love him as a player I really do but his contract is hampering this team in terms of allowing them to be flexible especially if he's not going to be playing 60 games in a season. I think if he does play 60 games in a season, that contract is a little bit more reasonable. But Cupcheck, Borrego, they have a lot of decisions to make this offseason, not just surrounding Gordon Hayward. Miles Bridges is a restricted free agent, so obviously they'll be able to match anything that comes their way. He obviously did not end on a high note, so I'm not sure that the Hornets are going to be going out of their way to making a big splash with him in terms of offering him max money unless they have to match because another team puts an offer sheet out there. But I think they're going to play it slow with him. But we'll get more into that as the offseason rolls around. I know that Brian and Spencer and Lee especially, they're all raring to go for college prospects. We'll put out some of that stuff as well. I do appreciate all the support you guys have given us so far. As always, give us a rating and review on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Share all the podcasts with your friends, your Hornets fans, and I hope you guys have a good one. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.